0: What's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the river blast podcast i am noah hiles i'm alex stump and alex we're still in it technically
1: Uh, yeah you know of all the things neil could have picked up this deadline he really missed what the party which is a
0: pr guy all common sense a clue effort really anything any of the above anything listed um they got international spending money, though. Woo! Woo! And, hey, and a double A. We, we said on the we said a couple weeks ago. We said a couple weeks ago the goal should be to make the Indianapolis Indians better, or no, not the the Altoona Curve better. And damn it, yeah. they got a relief pitcher.
1: For <laughs> a moment, who's going to be promoted to triple I imagine. Yeah, but almost for, immediately.
0: But for the moment, he's technically a double A pitcher, second round pick. That is the highlight for the Pittsburgh Pirates 2019 trade deadline. I remember a yeah. year ago, Alex, a year ago, we had to download the beep button out of excitement. Yeah. And we did. Ironically, you know that ironically. like that trade kind of set the pirates back significantly uh, that day. It, they brought on a guy who is an absolute head case. And they brought on another guy who is a shell of himself. But at least that was fun. I was at work all day today, like normal people are. And I just, that wasn't a dig at you. That wasn't a dig at you. The pirates are on the road. Um, but like, I was literally thinking, I'm like, man, like, I really hope no news. And like, this is Hall of Fame week in Canton. So there's tons of stuff going on. I'm just like, I really hope nothing significant happens from, like, 1 to 4 o'clock. Like, that's all I ask. It's just like, give me these three hours. And honestly, not much did. Between 1 and 4, there was, like, one significant trade. It sure as how it wasn't done by the Pirates. The Pirates made a trade by then, but let's just get into those. So they, they traded two players, this deadline. That's it. Yeah. When you would think... Yeah. The state of the team where it's at right now, I would be I would be taking calls on just about everyone. Taking calls. I wouldn't be willing to get rid of everyone, but I would at least hear offers. And they got rid of Jordan Lyles. That's our first trade. For a double-A reliever, former second-round pick, maybe on the team next year in the majors. Maybe he's like a Jeff Hartlieb kind of call-up guy. Probably a 2021 guy, if I had to imagine. Thoughts on that deal, Alex?
1: I mean, I'm going to start just talking about Ponce as a pitcher. Six foot four, mid-90s fastball, doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, gets a ton of ground balls. This is the most generic Pirates waiver wire claim pitcher that we've seen these last couple years. They're basically in the Neil Huntington era. Yeah. This is, this is Aaron Sledgers. This is, this, oh, there's so many. They, are, they kind of just all roll into Jeffrey's. one. Yeah, just generic, big ground ball pitcher. Okay, that's, that's fine, I guess. He's a Rule 5 eligible pick at the end of the year, so they're either A, going to have to put him on the 40-man roster, or B,
0: Watch him play uh, for another team.
1: Basically, because he's got to be a very likely, you know, he's the type of guy that you do take at a roll five Yeah, pick.
0: it's a high I'm draft pick who yeah. could probably play in the major leagues, but you don't want to risk it.
1: And let's be real here. Is he worth that 40-man roster spot compared to another generic Aaron Sledgers that, you know, just rolls through? A Jake Barrett type that just rolls through the organization for a couple months and then okay, well he's gone. I don't know. I don't want to demonize a kid yet because I haven't seen him pitch yet, and I am a firm, firm believer in letting someone get a wet jock strap before you judge him.
0: Hmm. But it's, it's you don't not judge safety. him about why the wet the why the jock why? straps wet though. Well, you can judge
1: him about that. That's wrong. Himself that it's like. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Maybe this guy isn't Major League material if he's peeing himself on a, on a double-A stadium. Yeah, But that's not good. It's, it's not an exciting trade, and I get it. Jordan Lyles was a house on fire. Meanwhile, the Brewers picked up another house on fire named uh, Drew Pomerantz. Or from...
0: my friend AJ likes to call him, Pooh Pomerantz. You don't know, AJ. It's... He just hates Drew Pomerantz. Uh, he lives in California. Okay. He just calls him Poo Pomeranz. Just doesn't like AJ him.
1: is a master of wit. Yes, that I cannot compete with. Says the person who just made a pee joke a minute ago. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, but what the Brewers picked up Pomeranz also, and Pomeranz is another kind of quasi starter bullpen arm with an ERA over five. And honestly, Pomerans might be the worst of the two pitchers out of this year. He has a better track record than Lyles. I get that. Brewers gave up their number three prospect for him in, in, in Ray Black, who is a 29-year-old who gives a crap hard-throwing right-hander who won't do anything in the major leagues. They gave up their number three prospect for him, and the Pirates got like a generic waiver wire claim for Jordan Lyles. Now, I get it. The Giants didn't have to sell going into this deadline. So if they
0: really like, really you didn't pop- pop- in, yeah, They really kind of did Oh well, yeah, but that, they, they still, really didn't because you got genetic. They weren't eliminated yet. <laughs> no, they're not. Um I, wanna, yeah, I wanna I want look at that
1: deal and it's like why couldn't you get anything even close to that? And I know Brewers the Brewer's farm system's barren, so the number three prospect isn't that impressive, but it's a decent position player right there. It's a the type of position player where you think, yeah, well he could be a contributor in the near future. He was already in the majors for a hot second.
0: I have thoughts, but I want to get to them after the Dickerson trade. So, Dickerson gets traded mid-game, hug watch, comes true. Um, Corey Dickerson, man, I kind of feel bad for the guy. He never really got a fair shake as a pirate, I feel. He came here having to essentially replace McCutcheon, the most popular pirate in our lifetime. I thought he did a really good job uh, for most... For most most aspects of it. The power just was non-existent in Pittsburgh, which was really weird. But the gold glove was cool. Hitting 300 was cool. Um, they almost tried, kind of tried to force him out of town with Meadows, but he pulled like a Jordan Belfort. Like, I ain't freaking leaving. And uh, then this year, he just gets hurt, and he just loses his job from injury, and they trade him for $250,000.
1: Is that the official total?
0: I think so. Yes.
1: All right. I hadn't seen an official.
0: I could be wrong, but I think that's what I saw.
1: Which I mean, that's a very that's a very generic amount of money that's usually traded for international slots. So what a it wouldn't surprise me. It's just me. like
0: that's. I mean, that's just. I don't know. Again, yep. it is what it is. I get that his value is low, but the theme I see with Lyles and Dickerson is this. And this is kind of a yinzer take, but I want you to hear me out. Major League General Managers do not respect Neil Huntington. Because they know when he is in sell mode, they have all the leverage, and they just bully him. And good for him, I guess, for standing his ground against the Dodgers. I guess, good for him. Because they were clearly trying to punk him. Ever since the Garrett Cole trade, and then the Gl- and then the Archer trade, General Managers are looking down on Neil, and it's clear that he just wanted to get rid of Lyles, he just wanted to get rid of Dickerson, and they were like, we're not going to give you anything for him, and he just still said, screw it, have him anyway, I don't care, it's not worth my time, but with that being said, how could you not make the same deal for Melky? Or Lariano. You're telling me someone wouldn't have given you $250,000 in international signing money for an experienced left handed reliever or a guy with like almost 2,000 career hits, a switch hitting veteran outfielder?
1: Yeah, and I thought Boston for both of them. Yeah. Like,
0: that would have been a package like, especially
1: deal. Especially since Boston is, you know, right in the thick of, you know, if they're gonna make the playoffs and aren't and they desperately desperately need left handed relief pitching. They need
0: any kind of relief pitching.
1: Yeah. Especially lefty on top of it though. Yeah. Like right handers are bad, the left handers are atrocious. And so I, I don't know. And he said, Well, you know, we like having veterans around, which, you know, my my BS sensors were going off whenever I hear that. It's think like, no, no, you got greedy. You didn't make a deal. You weren't focusing on them. You were focusing on the Dodgers to get Dustin May and a catcher. Which I'm going to be honest with you, Dustin May and Ruiz or Smith for Vasquez would have been a. It would have been in the Pirates' favor overall, I think. But what I I would have rather had Lux. And whenever I heard that Lux was off the table, no matter what. My interest in that field kinda of just died and I feel like Neil should have died at that moment. Like, I'm gonna be real
0: with me. you. When I yeah. covered the futures game on uh you know, in Cleveland, I saw Dustin May walk in with that orange flow, and I was hooked. So when I found out that he could be a pirate, part of me was like this guy belongs in LA. Like he he clearly was like an alpha dog in that clubhouse. And there were some other like really you know, stud pitchers there. I think the the kid Mackenzie Gore from San, uh, from the Padres. He's like the third best prospect in baseball. He was there, and like, but like Dustin May was like the big swing dick in the locker room, not physically. I didn't look, but like figuratively. <laughs> and uh, I would have been excited to have him on the North Shore.
1: Oh, I I would have been excited too. But look at the state of what they've done with their pitching prospects, which we'll get as into. A
0: yeah, which we'll get into.
1: Yeah, which is why I I wanted the position player not only because I think Gavin Lux is one of the ten best prospects in the game and one of the five best hitting prospects in the game, but because I'm not very confident with them with the Pirates developing pitching. Even though May is going to be making his major league debut Friday, so really isn't you know developing pitching as much as it is. Here's a pitcher.
0: Don't screw it Don't up.
1: Don't screw him up. Yeah.
0: Which again I is not. That easy. At, yeah. At
1: the moment. So, but for Dickerson, the international money, the the player to be named later, maybe this is a case where it's actually a decent player who's going to be named later, but they usually aren't. No. I, I'm not expecting Shane Baz, but maybe. Yeah, it's I was going to say that's, uh,
0: that's the. Old- Shane Baz
1: is a 45 grade pitcher or hitter. That's the absolute best case scenario I see for Dickerson. Shane Boz is the
0: best player to be named later that I've ever heard of. Like, I've never I've never seen a top one hundred prospect, first round draft pick, be the player to be named later. Like that was wild that we did that. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know
1: why they just didn't name Shane Baz at the moment. He or just, Baz, Tim Baz. Whatever
0: his name is. I like Huntington said. A couple months ago, like he's like I'm over for three in my last three trade deadlines. Oh, he's a hard O for four now. Yeah, dude, you got the golden sombrero.
1: And the thing was, I didn't think he was O for three going into it. Twenty seventeen I thought was a pretty good trade deadline. He traded two months of Tony Watson for O'Neal Cruz. He
0: they could have they should have but they should have added to help the outfield then. They were two games out of first place and Polanco got hurt and they went with Jordan Luplo.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. They should
0: have bought. And that was the year s- Nicasio thing happened.
1: Yeah, that was the Nicasio year. and Especially since, you know, I remember in 2017, I said, trade for J.D. Martinez. Well, Diamondbacks traded for J.D. Martinez. How did that work out? <laughs> Poor, it, see, there are some things that are lost in the podcast. And I'm, I'm glad Noah and me are doing this over Skype and I can still see his face because I said J.D. Martinez and Pirates in the same sentence, and he had to, like, cover his mouth. He was...
0: I I mean, the eyes
1: wanted to scream.
0: (laughs) I was thinking, I went out for a drink with a friend after work today, and then I was walking back to my car uh, to go home, and on my my walk back, I was thinking, I cannot wait in three years from now, when we find out the the names offered for Felipe Vasquez, who's going to be no longer with the Pirates, and it's going to be like Dustin May, and then it's going to be like some other kid that wasn't part, of, that wasn't, you know, the original Gavin Lux or the other dude, the other catcher. It wasn't who we wanted, quote unquote, but like he's going to go on to be an uh, all-star as a rookie for the Dodgers, like the next Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger type player. And it's going to be like Juan Soto all over again, where the Pirates could have had Juan Soto for Andrew McCutcheon. They said no. And I guess they got Brian Reynolds, so it kind of worked out. But overall, I probably still would take Juan Soto over Brian Reynolds.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not fair. I think Soto is one of the best
0: like outfielders the game. in the game. Yeah. I mean, Reynolds could be that one day, but, I mean, he's not right now.
1: No, no. And, and I, I view Reynolds more as, like, a good three-four-war player going for where I see an MVP for Soto at some point in his career.
0: Yeah, 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 I agree. Soto's better than Bryce Harper. Like we agree with that, right? at
1: at this moment? Yeah. At this moment, yes, but peak Bryce is better than peak soto at
0: the I will agree with that, but like right I would much rather have Juan Soto than Bryce Harper.
1: Yeah. I would too.
0: I mean so would the Nationals. Look, they're doing better without him. So um but anyway. So Felipe, the deal doesn't get done. It was weird. I mean, it's like You ever watch, like, Friday Night Lights?
1: I've seen a couple episodes.
0: Okay, like, there's, like, that one season where Julie Taylor is just straight up flirting with this other dude and debates on cheating on her boyfriend, Matt Saracen. And, like, that's basically what this was. It was, like, Felipe is just flirting with this forbidden fruit that we know he's not supposed to be with. Uh, And, I mean, that's kind of, you know... I'm just going to stop there, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. This whole thing, it was clear, like, no one else was going after him. It was Dodgers and Vasquez, are they going to make a deal, and, like, Neil, that freaking short moron, is probably sitting there like, I didn't get Archer this time, you didn't get my good player this time, and it's like, yeah, dude, we got nothing in return. This team got a little worse. And you're not going to do anything this offseason. So, they did get worse. Like, you made it worse. That's the,
1: that's the frustrating part, because I would be more forgiving. I You don't have to trade Vasquez. They had absolutely no reason that they had to trade Vasquez today. There was nothing. Other than they could get a great haul back. And if they didn't get the return that they wanted, okay, you, you hang on to him. But... If they going forward into 2020, I'm going to put a couple asterisks next to this. If J-Mo is healthy, which we don't know yet. We don't know what his 2020 status is. If he's healthy, mm. if Polanco is healthy, mm. it, and, and they keep the team basically intact, this isn't that far away, I feel like, from being a contender if they make a move or two. It, 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 I'm going to keep screaming he has Monty Grandal's name to the high <laughs> they, The difference between him and Elias Diaz is going to be about six war at the end of the season.
0: That's so insane. Yeah, if not more. If
1: not more. It's like this is by far your greatest pressing need. You have all of Francisco Cervelli's money coming off the books. This isn't going to be actually that big an increase in your payroll. Just do it or cut the lip service, and let's just rebuild. You didn't have to start the rebuild today. You could have gotten some stuff. You could have put yourself in a better position. International money for Cabrera and Liriano. You could have started doing that and, you know, put in a couple more kids in the academy in the Dominican. You could have put down the first... Whenever you build something, whenever you build a building, the first thing you do... Or if it's a big celebrated building, you get all the rich people, you know, who are donating or are uh, funding the thing. and They all grab a shovel and then they all take up a scoop and then they're done. Today could have been that scoop. It wasn't.
0: My thing about this, and you brought up, you know, Melky, Mel-Ki, Felipe, and I'll even throw Jung Ho in there. I mean, he's worth at least $5 of international spending money. I mean... I would have just been like, if you just pay his court fees, like you can have him. Like, you know, like, but they they better extend them. They if they're if you're gonna keep Melky and you're gonna keep Liriano around, to me, what that tells me is that you want them around on next year's team, which I'm fine with because they're both good players. But extend them now. Don't let them go to un, unrestricted free agency. Make a statement. Tell. Somebody, the players, the managers, the fans, the ushers, the media, the freaking bums on the Clemente bridge. Tell someone that you have a freaking plan going into next year. Because right now, right now it just looks like like four o'clock is like for most people on their work day, it's like I got an hour left. I'm not doing any work. Like that's what Neil Huntington looked like today. It looked like he's on his way out the door. That's how he acted. I don't think he is, which is weird. All of this is weird. And, and you know what?
1: I think part of the excitement from us a year ago, whenever we. It was obviously because the Pirates got the big fish and they got a really good reliever.
0: They were the talk at, of the not, deadline.
1: They were the talk of the deadline. But at least a, a good chunk of the excitement was for the first time in years, the Pirates. Had a clear direction. They were actually, they didn't have that direction the entire 2017 season. Nope. They didn't have that in 28, during the offseason that year. It's uh, okay, we're trading Andrew McKenzie and we're trading Garrett Cole. It's like, all right, they're rebuilding. That's their direction, except they trade them for major league talent. So it's like, okay, maybe they're not. And then they go through this purgatory the entire time of what is this team? Then they make those trades. It's like, oh, they're going for it. And then they spend an entire offseason doing nothing. They spend an entire – if they haven't done anything in a year. It's been one calendar year, and the Pirates have done nothing. And I get that it's probably not fair to ask a team that lost its best pitcher from last year and its best two hitters from last year to be in the mix of competing. I get that. That's any almost any team, unless you're the Yankees. But there's no direction. Just pick one. Just, I, I can't stay in. They can't stay in neutral. They've tried nothing, and they know it doesn't work. Now let's try something.
0: They're not. I. I mean, I remember when the Archer stuff happened. As excited as we were, we said like this might not get to the Pirates to the playoffs in 2018, but this is a foundation. This is a building block. And if you just make a couple of moves, this will be a very good team. And there were points in this season. Now now is not the point in the season. Now the season's lost, obviously. But there are gotcha. points in this season where if they did just make the minimal effort of signing Jose Iglesias, Gio Gonzalez, friggin' Mike Moustakis, DJ LeMayhew, whoever, make a trade for whoever, just make the bare minimum Corey Dickerson-level move, just a quick little spring training, David Freese, come on in, Something like that. The team would have been closer than two and a half games out. Of, they probably would have been in first place at the freaking All Star break. Yeah, they would have been in first place, and then they would have probably—I don't know—just I, I, if, if the team of- spent ten more. Mi- if the team this last offseason, or just in the last calendar year, spent ten million more dollars. Toward a reliable player, pick wherever you want it, a starting pitcher, someone in the field, someone in the bullpen, wherever, this team would still be in contention right now. They would maybe not be in first. You never know how that works, but they would not be in last place. They would not be as big of a joke as they are right now.
1: Yeah, they are a joke at the moment. Yeah. There, there is, no, and it's not just action, it's actions on the field that makes him a joke
0: also. Let's get to that now. Okay, so yeah. that's we're not doing segments or anything. I'll do the I'll do the ad read when we're done. Um we're just spitballing. Yeah. That's what we did last year on the trade deadline. Yep. State of the Pirates. We've had to do this a couple times. This is bad. Uh I have quite I have three questions. Yes. We'll get into the fight in a second. But are the Pirates in the start of something very bad? Like, I get a feeling that, like, this this year is going to mess up this organization for more than just 2019. Like, if Tyone gets Tommy John, which, like, let's be honest, it's happening.
1: I, I don't think it's happening yet. It, I, think if, I think we would have known if it was 100% I don't... happening.
0: This, this organization is so dumb, Alex. They're so dumb. They're trying to hide everything. They probably were trying to hide stuff. I, so, I mean, I, 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 I'm convinced that he's... I think they knew he needed Tommy John from the moment. Freaking, whatever, Todd Tom's. But they went, to, they went outside for
1: the Tommy John consultant. And the person who did his Tommy John said, no, I do not recommend it at this time. And then they do imaging. It's, it's just bad. It's just bad, and maybe it is time to do surgery. If there's a way you could do surgery without just doing Tommy John,
0: that would be ideal. I don't know if that's an option at the moment. I mean, that, that like it, you, you lose him. The, the, the well is getting dry with prospects. You show no, You show no ability to develop young pitching, which is so important when you're a small market team. Your division keeps getting better. I, I mean this is like I feel like they're... I disagree digging. with that
1: last part. This is that's an extra layer of frustration with this team that this is not a good division.
0: And no, but like I'm just saying, like
1: giving a crap during this offseason. the Pirates could have been hanging with this, you know.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. It's terrible. This is terrible, not the 2015 NL Central. But my point no, is, no, every no. one of these teams, every one of these teams, as good or as bad as they've played this year, they're all. They've all just been constantly making moves to get better. The Reds, for whatever reason, keep making these moves to win now. It doesn't make any sense. I wouldn't be happy with it. But, like, they keep doing it. At least they have a direction. It's the wrong direction, but at it's least. It's a terrible direction,
1: but it is a direction. It yes. is.
0: At least they have an identity. The Cubs. Always, always plugging in pieces. They're just, they're just taking loans from God knows where. They're like a, like a, like a child in college who has never learned about finances, and they're just maxing out credit cards and just this. Just, I don't know how that's going to end. Probably in another World Series, knowing them. And then the Brewers are trying to get better. Just, this, this team, the Pirates. I feel like they are just digging themselves. This is going to be a ten-year hole. I'm not, not going to say, like, 10 years of losing streaks, but, like, I'm saying two more years of mediocrity, then a five-year rebuild, and then a couple winning seasons, and then maybe they'll figure it out.
1: Uh, I think you're dating at least a new general manager and a new manager. Yeah. If you're going that far in advance.
0: Yeah. But is this, I mean, if that happens, too, like, I, I everyone barking for a new GM and a new manager, I would love a new manager, GM. I, I'm, I I'm, I'm, indi- I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. But anyway, this is not the type of franchise that they just get a Theo Epstein. I mean, Theo Epstein took five years to turn the Cubs around. Like, this is not the type of franchise where, like, a new coach and a new GM just come in and they win a World Series. That does not happen. That happens in the NFL because there's a salary cap and it's the most parody-driven league in sports. It does not happen in baseball. And it does not happen for, unless you're the Boston Red Sox or somebody, you know? It does not happen for small market teams. If they get a new manager and they get a new GM, everyone's getting traded, everyone's getting fired, and they're going to lose 100 games for the next three years. That's what's going to happen. And, like, if you want that, that's fine. But, like, this is, this is bad. This is bad.
1: Your This take? is rock bottom. It feels like rock bottom. All right, just Jeremy. getting your, just getting your ass consistently handed to you
0: in every, every phase. series, in every yeah. phase of life, in the front office, in the analytics department, on the field, on the score sheet, by coaches, in multiple ways, and in the boxing ring.
1: Yeah, it's it's just bad. This is this is a pitching, this is a team that was supposed to be living on its starting pitching that a can't develop starting pitching. B, uh, can't keep starting pitching healthy and see whenever they do actually throw the ball. They're throwing to by far the worst uh, pitch framer catcher in baseball.
0: Oh, and they which... can't they can't redevelop starting pitching either. That was always their strategy. They forgot how to fix yeah. those cars.
1: Well, the game evolved. I think that's it. The game evolved. It's kind of like how you look at the Oakland Raiders and how screwed they are because John Gruden's like, yeah, I'm going to try to bring the game back to 2002. It's like, well, good luck with that.
0: Hey, listen, man. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to take it back to 1999. Spider 2 Y Banana, okay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you go Spider 2 Y Banana. Everyone's got an RPO and running rings around you. Bro, him. we
0: ran that it's... play in high school. That, that, that play works, okay? The, the option? No, Spider 2 Y Banana is not an option. Oh, okay. We ran the option, too. I ran that when I was quarterback for JV. It got lit up a lot. It was not fun. I called it inside the five-yard line, though, just to pad my touchdown stats. I was like a JV Cord- Cordell Stewart. People don't say that enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone said that. Oh, that.
0: no. People said it. I was, no, argu- I was arguably age. the first person in Burgettstown in JV football history to throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, hold an extra point, long snap, an extra point, and have an interception. And I believe throw an interception in the same game. I was an anomaly, <laughs> my friend. In the same game. I was all over the field.
1: It would have been a lot more impressive if you would have thrown the touchdown instead of the, an interception.
0: No, I threw a touchdown and threw an interception, thought- caught a touchdown, oh, yeah. and caught and had an interception on defense. And then I long-snapped one of my extra points because the long-snapper broke his hand in the second half. And in the first half, I held extra points. But besides that... I was a baller. I mean, I started varsity my junior year, but they let me play JV as the quarterback. But then when we'd play teams, I would kick our ass. They'd let me, like, line up at wide out, and I would actually have a good game. It was fun. Glory days. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, your glory days have interrupted my rant i can't remember where sorry, i Sorry, i'm
0: sorry. Yeah, probably rock bottom. Rock bottom. Rock bo-
1: oh yeah, rock bottom. Rock bottom is a good foundation to build on. <laughs> it is a solid foundation. You can't get any lower than that. Hmm.
0: I mean, isn't like the core like molten lava? Well, yeah. So we could get <laughs> That's, that's pretty <laughs> good. I might cut that and make it the opening. Signs <laughs> right there. Alright, so um, my second they thing is... We learn stuff
1: at the River Blast podcast.
0: Alright, so... Do fans have the right to stop caring if nothing changes? Yeah. yeah I mean...
1: I, mean, I, I am not going to tell anyone how they should be a fan. I mean, flat out, and if you... If you've been a fan for through the 20 years of losing and through the uh, the cocaine in the 80s and all that garbage and you decide, you know what, this is it, wipe your hands, then <laughs> Godspeed, go for it. I, I'm not going to tell anyone how to be a fan. I, I don't like people who do that. There are people I, – I, because I don't know. I guess I look at the game – Differently than a lot of people, that would drive some people crazy. So I don't want to like pass that on to someone else. But I I don't think this is nearly as ridiculous. I think this is definitely recency bias. And if the Pirates could ever string a couple series wins back together, which they will at some point, they are bad, but they're not as bad as they played in the second half. They will eventually win two games in a row.
0: Sometime, yeah.
1: At some point. When when do the Marlins come back to town? It's it's Seriously, inevitable.
0: like I'm searching. I mean, we, they had a three game series against the Mets and got swept by the Mets, and they got and they inspired. The Mets like to you look at the Mets and you're like, okay, oh, well, well those are three wins, but like, or at least two, at least one. Like no, they're not gonna, they're not gonna. Like get you're in the, you get swept by, by the Cardinals, Mets. you get swept four games at home by the Cardinals. Like that sucks, but like you just think to yourself, okay. I picked them to win the World Series this year. They got Paul Goldschmidt. Like, they're good. We got to take these Mets down, right? Like, no. Dude, they got swept no. by the Mets. Oh, my God. And the, and the, I think the funny part,
1: not funny, but kind of like tragically hilarious part of going into that series was they get their ass handed to them by the Cardinals and, you know, we're talking to JB after the game. He's like, well, you know, we got Agrizol going for us tomorrow, so we feel pretty good about that. It's like, you mean the guy who just showed up?
0: You mean the guy who was in double (laughs) A when the year started?
1: It's like, yeah, all right, Agrizol's going tomorrow.
0: We got got Dario Speedwagon on the hill.
1: Super Dario.
0: Oh, my God, dude. That's such a sad thing to say.
1: Four.
0: Uh, my take on the fan thing is this. I I love the game of baseball. I love the Pittsburgh Pirates. I will I will always love both. I mean, I I can't imagine ending my fanhood just simply because a this is all I know. If I grew up watching Willie Stargell and Roberto Clemente and Dave Parker and Bill Madlock and all those guys, I don't know if I could do this. Flat out, I do not know if I could tolerate it. Like, if the Penguins or the Steelers ever got this bad, I don't know if I could stick around. I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, I wouldn't jump ship to another team, but I would stop caring. Like, I'll watch this team every night just because it's, it's pretty much what I'm used to. It's a different type of heartbreak, but I'm used to bad baseball. All that being said, I feel like the dude who literally missed the boat for the Titanic right now. Like, I left at the All-Star break when they were two and a half games out of first place. The All-Star game, Josh Bell was like one of the faces of it. It was great. I had a great time. I left. It was done. I was sad to be away from the Pirates. They've won twice since I've left. Or maybe three times now. I, I think it's three. Their last home victory was when I was in, in te- when I was in attendance. I stayed for four innings that game. I was like, I've seen enough baseball. If I had known it was going to be their last win in possibly my lifetime, I probably would have stayed <laughs> a couple more innings. I mean, that's sure. how bad it is. And then I moved to Ohio. This Indians team, I mean, they're about to lose their third straight tonight. Hope. I mean, I think they were down like 4-3 when I stopped watching to the Astros, which, you know... That happens. The Astros. Yeah. Just getting a head start for the ALCS. Yeah, I mean, it's just but like, this Indians team's good. They're making a push for the division. They're in the wild card hunt, looking to make the playoffs once again. And they are a small market team who has just as bad of attendance as Pittsburgh, yet they make moves, awesome moves, every year. Some of them are kind of dumb, but they're all exciting. They they bring in names every year like their Archer like our Archer trade how people got so excited in Pittsburgh about that like they brought in Andrew Miller they brought in Josh Donaldson they brought in Jay Bruce they brought in um... who how up? about Brad this trade Brad Hand the Bauer
1: trade is all sorts of good for them
0: yes we're gonna get into that later but like that this team this Indians team playing so well right now and this Bauer trade that just happened like. Dude, I'm just like, man, this would be fun to be a part of. And, like, I am an Indians fan, too. Like, my girlfriend and I go to a lot of games and stuff. And, like, I'll probably get to cover them for the playoffs, which I'm really hoping happens. But, like, dude, this would be so nice. This would be so nice to have. This would be so nice to have in Pittsburgh, man. This would be so nice. Like, I hear them bitching and moaning about ownership. And I'm just like, dude, you guys signed Edwin Encarnacion a couple years ago. To like 20 million dollars a year. Shut up. The highest the biggest contract in Pirates history is Jason Kendall. 60 yeah. million so, dollars. Signed literally at the beginning of the millennium. Yes. 60 million dollars over 6 years. Jason freaking Kendall. Biggest contract
1: the Pirates have ever given a player that they that they've ever handed out to a player that wasn't already a pirate. There's there Russell Martin 2 years 17 million dollars. 17 total million dollars is the biggest contract the Pirates have ever given an incoming player.
0: Dude, there are players. I don't know if there's one player. No, there's not. There's not one player on the Pirates. Was Melky playing in the year 2000? Maybe. Was Melky no, playing? No,
1: he wasn't. I don't think so. When was
0: Melky Melky, when did Jason Kendall retire I think Melky's like a 14
1: year vet. I-, I keep hearing 14, I think. God, I'm I'm gonna look it up. It doesn't matter.
0: There's no no, because there's no way he's 18 years in the league. No. There's no way. No. He'd be like 14. But now I just
1: want to prove myself right that it's yeah. been 14 years. And it has been he Four- came in at fifteen years. He came in at 05 for six games. So, 14 real seasons in the majors.
0: Good for him. It's just a joke. All right, so let's get into the biggest joke. The fight. This was a real fight. I'll give it that. They won. Jenkins! Jenkins! Dude, those gifs. I mean, those memes were incredible. Like, the Benstonium, like, those guys, they get it right every time. They really do. Yeah. They're the best media outlet in Pittsburgh, and it's not really even close. I mean, they are so awesome, dude. When they had the full thing where it's like, God damn it, Leroy, like, the kid's yelling at him and stuff. Like, oh, my, oh God, my God, he went inside. <laughs> and then, who's the other guy? The 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 dude who has, like, the baseball podcast. He, like, lips, uh, like lip reads people. Oh. Johnny yeah, somebody.
1: The last, last person I saw was the, uh, Trevor Bauer. Dude, was no. That he, did.
0: he has a five part one on the Pirates thing today. Really? I retweeted it. I said, this might be the best baseball thread of all time. He breaks down individuals. He breaks down. Wait till the end of the podcast. Watch it. But yeah. he breaks down Archer. Just getting. Archer was like. I didn't even notice this one. Archer was like behind Trevor Williams when. Uh, whatchamacallit came after him off the mound. And he just got mauled over by the crowd and just got kind of, like, stomped on. Like, by a stampede the whole time. And then as soon as he got up, Puig grabbed him by his shirt and threw him to the railing like a rag doll. It was incredible. He breaks down Kyle Crick. He breaks down Puig. He breaks down the managers. He breaks down David Eckstein. He breaks down everything. It is, oh, Sonny Gray. Dude, Joey Votto, like, all of it. He breaks down everything. It is so funny. I highly recommend it. Like I said, I don't All know right. the guy's name. Here, I'll, I'll look it up. I mean, it is, it is, it's the best Twitter baseball thread I've seen in a long time.
1: My favorite part of the fight uh, was whenever it was starting to cool down a little before Puig started round two. Uh, was a red player lost his hat and Keone picked it up Handed it to them, <laughs>
0: and things like, and "F then, you, then, dude!" Then, you and start off,
1: starts yelling at him right then, and Keone has his, like, well, "What did I do?" Ignoring <laughs> the fact that it's this is really
0: hundred percent his fault,
1: and it's one hundred percent his fault, dude.
0: New and bias, besides,
1: besides Garrett. I mean, Keone definitely. <laughs> some flames on this, but, you know, then Jared Hughes hits Marte on the ass. Okay, it's done. It's over. That's really the only time I can ever, you know, get behind a player, you know, throwing out another one. It's like, you throw up my guy or you hurt my guy. You're getting one on the ass, then it's over. I got my shot back. It's like, okay, whatever. It's done. But,
0: <laughs> dude... <laughs> Keone acted like this. Oh, me? Nubias, Nubias's tweet about that, he said, noted nice guy, Keone Kella. Like, that was such <laughs> a funny tweet. Noted no nice guy, Keone Kella. Like, dude.
1: Oh, my God. That
0: guy's, I mean. Keone has had himself a week. He is. Well, let's just talk about the Pirates as a whole. You got Keone getting suspended for f- fighting with, a, a like, a morale coach, right? Yeah. And then
1: Keone keeps us up. If he keeps getting suspended, because I'm sure that he's going to get something from Major League Baseball, if he keeps us up, he might cost himself a year of team control. Dude. So then he, he has to be on the roster for X amount of days. If not, if he doesn't reach
0: that amount, he doesn't get the full year. So you got him, and then you got uh, Yuki's just getting suspended for God knows what.
1: Yeah, that's a mystery in itself.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like, the, the cliche in football and hockey is the coach has lost the locker room. I, just, I don't think Clint gives a shit anymore. I don't.
1: I, 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 I disagree with that. And He's got, got a family.
0: Hey, Alex. Some, I, things some things are bigger than baseball. Some things are bigger than baseball.
1: I have no problem with that quote. Did we talk about this last yeah, time? Yeah, I know, I know. Being able to separate work and yeah. the home. Yeah, I don't care about that. He does He does give a crap, but, it, man, it's it, – it is – it does kind of feel like I, – I don't think you can judge someone at their absol- – their, uh, judge a player at their – or coach at their absolute worst. But, man, this this feels like Clint Hurdle's absolute worst in Pittsburgh. And he presided over two epic collapses already. This one feels like the most epic. And the longer it goes, the more and more of that thought in your head is like, is he coming back next year? Or are they going to fire him or let him retire with
0: grace? I I think he's going to retire. I don't think he cares. Everyone wants to fight him. (laughs) Joe Maddon, David Bell. I mean, Craig Council's going to get to him. (laughs) Eventually, Someone's going to get to him. Thank God, who's the guy who got fired last year in St. Louis? Mike Mike Matheny. Mike Matheny would have been a problem. No one's holding that guy back.
1: Oh, Mike's not that big.
0: Mike Matheny's jacked.
1: He's no Gabe Kapler.
0: Dude, have you ever seen the video of Mike Matheny getting hit in the face with a fastball? No. Oh, look it up. He took one of the I, jaw. I have homework after
1: this.
0: What? I have homework after yeah. this. Yeah. He took. He, it was video. like when he played for the Brewers, he took a 97 mile per hour fastball to the jaw and didn't fall down. That's a chin. That's,
1: that's
0: badass. Yeah. He couldn't really I, manage well, but hey. He- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wrote a good book. I will say that. He wrote a very good book that I enjoyed. I got it for my birthday one year. All right. Anyway. Any other thoughts so, on the pirates? It's a dumpster uh, fire. The fight was funny. I'm glad no one fight. got hurt. Pwee,
1: yeah. dude. Besides Rick x beating the ever loving crap
0: out of David. Dude, Beck. my tweet on that photo is going kind of viral. It's got like a thousand likes.
1: <laughs> the uh that he meditates?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just saw that funny. picture. He's a chill dude. <laughs> I did, I saw that picture and just like saved it and tweeted it on my own because like it wasn't from a verified account so I'm like okay well this is clearly like someone else is already posting this already. So like I'm not I mean I guess I'm stealing someone's work because I didn't take the photo but like I it's didn't not get yeah it's just like you know what this is just on the internet so I'm posting it and dude I did not expect that one to get so much love. Like the the amount of content I will say that like the pirates have had pretty much nothing to talk about. Aside from how bad they are for the last week and a half. That fight. That fight is content that I will remember for a while. Like, you need to watch the video. I sent you the thread. I DM'd it to you. So like he points out who's the pitcher for the Reds who started that? Garrett. Garrett. We're Garrett. Yeah. He literally like the pitching coach came out. He hands him the ball. And says, like, I'm going to go fight these guys. Like, you see it? Like, he, like, points. Like, I'm going to go fight him. And the pitching coach's eyes get all big. He's like, uh, I don't, I don't know what to say. And he goes, I'm going to go fight him. And he starts taking off his glove. And so then, like, the pitching coach, like, looks at the dugout. It's like, warm up someone. Like, we're going to need someone. <laughs> and then he just go. They're like, and then the pitching coach smacks him on the ass says, go get him. And they just all go for it.
1: By the way, something nobody talks about—that ump really screwed up because he does just walk right by him. He runs right by him. He doesn't even like flinch, you know, to try to stop him. But there is no good if you're an umpire, like if like a batter takes a step toward the pitcher's mound. A lot of times, the ump will try to get out in front and be like, "No, no, no get over there, get over there." Get over the first base. You're not going to do this. This time he was just like, nah, that looks like a big old, big old serving of not my freaking problem.
0: Dude, the cop. Did you see the video of the cop? Yeah, with the cop. He just was like looking in the stands like, uh, you know what? You umps, you break this up. I'm going to make sure no one jumps in off the field. It makes this an even bigger problem.
1: That, that's, what the, that's what the cops there for. The yeah, I get that. I like get a, that. But like, that was like, such.
0: He's he's had that card in his back pocket for like. He's like, perfect. I like. I have the built-in excuse. It's like. Nope, sorry, Kit. Kit, I gotta make sure no I gotta make sure the uh, 13 a, people got bubble, at this. I gotta check here. I gotta make sure the 13 people not shitting their brains out from Skyline Chile are not on the field jumping <laughs> in this melee. Like, this is. That, that dude was awesome. He was one of my MVPs. Cincinnati's finest, baby. Get that guy a freaking. I don't know. I support him. All about it. All right. So, yeah. Around the league. Let's just stay with the Reds. They're part of the biggest trade of the deadline. uh Uh, The Indians get Yasiel Puig. They get Reyes. I forget his first name. He's got 27 home runs. He's only 24 years old. 24 years old. And then they also get a former top 100 prospect. uh, And then two other guys who are just like 45-grade prospects. um, Which for the Indians, they'll end up finding a way to use them. But... They got five players for Trevor Bauer, five. We got two hundred fifty thousand dollars for Corey Dickerson.
1: Yeah, and a player to be named later.
0: Yeah, Bryce Harper. That's a player.
1: That's that's him. No, Bryce has to go back to the uh, to the Nationals since they got Hunter Strickland. But yeah, the more I think about this deal, the more I I love it for Cleveland. I love it for Cleveland. The more I I like it for San Diego, yeah. Consolidating a couple, you know, lesser people like Fred Mill Reyes. I like him as a hitter, but he's he's a one trick pony. He's power. That's it. He's not going to field. He's not going to hit for average. And okay, just
0: that's what the Padres were thinking. They got rid of Reyes, and they're essentially replacing him next year with a better outfielder.
1: Yeah, with the top fifty uh, prospect. Yeah. of the Reds and the Taylor Trammell is kind of like train. young McCutcheon. And the more I look at this trade, the more I laugh at the Reds, and it's no, no like lingering feelings with that last series. Just they gave up their best prospect and their best trade chip, and what they got in exchange was a headcate's pitcher, who the last words that his manager said to him, presumably, unless they had like a chat in the clubhouse afterwards,
0: would get the hell off the field.
1: No, it was, what the F is wrong with you? (laughs) Those were the last words Terry Francona might have said to Trevor Bauer in his time as an Indian. (laughs) They're like, yeah, give me that guy for one more year. We're going to go all in for 2020 with I don't know who. The Reds are a mess. I mean, they have a direction. The direction is
0: just stupid. But here's the thing. They're still better than the Pirates. Their the record very says. For
1: time being, if they want to sell the franchise, if they want to sell the future so they can finish in a distant fourth, then God bless them. But man, no, they are garbage. This is a terrible trade. This is an unfathomably bad trade for the Cincinnati Reds. There is no universe where I'm like, Yep, they got what they wanted. Their best case scenario is Trevor Bauer wins a Cy Young for them next year. And quite honestly, they still gave up a top 50 prospect for that. I don't know if that ended up being worth it. And their best trade chip in Yasiel Pui and other minor leaguers.
0: This was terrible. They gave, yeah. Dude, they gave away. (laughs) Like you said it, you nailed it. Trevor Bauer is not winning a Cy Young. Could you imagine if the Pirates did that? They gave away, like, if the it'd be like the Pirates giving away, like, Felipe, J-Mo, and Mitch Keller all-in-one trade for Trevor Bauer no, it, or Mad bum
1: it, it, it would be it would be Keller it would be Dickerson and it would be unless uh, will Craig a lesser prospect that would be what it be like for mad bum plus one more year or mad bum
0: no but like I'm just saying like giving away your best tra- I, it's what in I mean they they really are looking around the division. They're like, we're gonna have the best pitching staff. It's like, <laughs> and what else? And what else? Cincinnati? And what else? You got you got rid of Scooter. Joey Votto's like a fourth of who as good as he used to be. Iglesias yeah. isn't coming back. You have a good pitching staff and Eugenio Suarez. That is all you have. Yes. Yeah. Watch, dude. Bold prediction. They're going to sign Yes Money Grandall.
1: You know what? I, I don't know what the Reds are doing.
0: Did, I, think the Reds, I just said it. It's going to happen. Lesser,
1: the Reds, and to a lesser extent, the Pirates are kind of showing that unless you're the Tampa Bay Rays and you're just the smartest kids in class, you cannot build a team buying, buying as a buyer in trades anymore. No. You, you really can't, because you're not really adding that much more to your team. You're just trading different values while, where free agency you are bringing in.
0: The Tampa Bay Rays yep. are that kid that you went to high school with that's really smart. And like it's kind of sad, because like they have to be the valedictorian and get an academic full scholarship. Otherwise, they're just not going to college. Like, yep. that's, that's what they are... They are.
1: Which which they are right now because that yeah. Aguilar trick is a genius move yeah, for them.
0: That's the good way to transition into the second uh, move. So we talked about the you know the Padres. I think are going to be fine. The Reds are going to implode. I think the Indians Indians are going to win the division now. I think.
1: I don't know about that, but they're going to the playoffs. I mean,
0: I mean they got Kluber and Salazar and Carrasco are all going to be back by September.
1: Is Cookie coming back?
0: Yeah, they're, he's oh. already on a throwing plan.
1: Oh, good for him! I didn't hear
0: that. I, I, I can't imagine. Like I heard those reports. I'm like, he got diagnosed with leukemia thirty days he's ago. Pull,
1: he's pulling to JMA.
0: I mean, dude, just take a nap. Like <laughs> they got yeah. pitching, man. Just relax. It, it take
1: five, man. Yeah, it's good five, for him. No, I'm all happy. I'm happy
0: enough. for him, but. Just, yeah, you sure? You all right? All right, but um. Yeah, Aguilar to Tampa Bay. That's exciting. I'm, I'm confident he'll be good there. I'm confident. He's been
1: good for... If you take away April, he's been a pretty good hitter, at least hitting the ball hard. They're just not falling in for hits. And maybe last year was a fluke. Okay, they said the same thing whenever they got Tommy Pham last year. That turned out pretty well for them. He's put up, what, like five war in his one calendar year yeah. in Tampa Bay? Pretty good player.
0: All right. I think um, up for nothing. Speaking of pretty good players, uh, I'd say the biggest trade of the deadline aside from the one we just discussed with the Indians, Zach Greinke. The rich get richer. The Astros are winning the World Series this year.
1: You know, I put this in our baseball chat. Like, how did Houston trade for Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke, <laughs> two future Hall of Famers, and the uh, most likely the
0: Cy, Cy Young winner.
1: Uh, this year, mm-hmm. and the, the Hall of Famers are still, in, maybe not at their absolute prime, but they are still near their prime good. level pitching. Very yes, good. Still unbelievably good. If that is a legendary top three. And, and poor Wayne Miley, who has an ERA, like a, a hair above three in 120 innings. It's like, oh my god, this guy's barely usable.
0: Wayne Miley like, is like... I don't even know. But they traded for all those players. Not Miley, but the top three they all traded for. Yeah. And they still have their top two prospects. They still
1: have Jordan Alvarez. they It's a conveyor belt. I could walk into Houston's, you know, single A thing tomorrow, and I'd be graded as, like, a 35-grade prospect in two years.
0: Oh, I was going to say, like, it's you, would, yeah, you would either be – you would finish the year, like, with 175 strikeouts or at least 20 that home one. runs.
1: Yeah, it's it's a conveyor belt. Yeah, and you know what? They deserve Zach Greinke. They are they are basically the only. They aren't getting technically better with these trades, like in the long haul. But you know what? Maximize your window now. That's why you build Dude, prospects.
0: They have Garrett Cole's replacement for when he leaves. Yeah, I mean, there. This is a take, and because it's not really accurate, because like the. The team that I'm about to compare them to has been so dominant in their sport, but they're almost kind of like the Golden State Warriors.
1: See, I was going another one. I was going more Patriots.
0: Patriots is one thing. I, they,
1: but, they haven't been there as long, but like how the Patriots just oh, Wes Walker went down. Well, guess what? But we the got Patriots else.
0: are all kind of based around like one guy. Like Brady is the the straw that stirs the drink. There, it's Brady and Belichick. Okay. But like. The, the Warriors are a well-oiled machine, or they were. And, like, they ran well without KD, but then they can add in superstars. Like, they're, they're, they're going to be good for a long time, man. They're going to be good for a long time. Yeah. They're going to be mean, good.
1: Stick Sticking with my Patriots metaphor, they're real good. Then they get Randy Moss, the same way that they got Justin Berliner. It's like, oh, here's a probable Hall of Fame player, and oh my God, it's the best season of his career.
0: <laughs> oh my God, they won the World Series.
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Not really, it, it's, not really
0: because of Erlander though, because of Charlie Morton. <laughs> People forget.
1: Verlander got them there. Did the heavy lifting yeah. to get the, to the World Series. Char- Charlie, Charlie Morton was America. Charlie in the World Series. Yeah.
0: Charlie, but, Mer- Charlie Morton was America in World War Two. It's like, <laughs> literally like, I'm going to put the exclamation point on this. I'm going to show up at the end. No, but I mean, but... The war wouldn't have been won without us. The no. World Series wouldn't have been won without... Charlie Morton is America. We've got some good quotes in this one.
1: It, it, just hearing it like that, I immediately went to, like, Charlie Kelly doing Rock Flag and Eagle.
0: <laughs> 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 is that the song they sing when they're the, when they're the birds? Stomp, oh, clap, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap, stomp, clap, stomp, stomp, clap. All I remember from that episode is the Hulk Hogan music, and at the end, when when Frank, the trash man. I'm the trash man. I, I throw garbage
1: all over, all over the ring.
0: The ma- maniac in that episode. How much you do this for? I don't know, 40 bucks? Like, like that's it? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pay you right <laughs> now. Here, keep the chains. I'm going to get all greased up. He called me the N-word multiple times. <laughs> That's not, That might be one of the best episodes of that show. We got way off track anyway. Again.
1: We really did. Shane and Green you, like, to this Atlanta. This is only encouraging me that if the Pirates go 0-6 or 0-7 during this next podcast, we're just going to do The Bachelor or something else. and We are like, we didn't even
0: talk do. about that. We didn't even get to talk about that. We'll talk about that in another episode. We'll keep that. I didn't watch any Bachelor. I didn't watch, you know, I'm going to watch it for Yo, the next No one won, bro. No one won. I, I checked up. I watched 31 minutes of it on, on Tuesday night, and then, or no, Monday night. I watched 31 minutes of it, and um, I, I learned that she, her name is Hannah, and her and Pete, who was a pilot, had sex four times. Originally, people thought they only had sex twice, once was in a window, and they were just, like, flaunting this in front of Pete's parents, and his mom was like, good job, honey, and, like, the dad was like, it was very weird. Um, Jesus was brought up a lot, which I didn't think would be a thing that would come up in The Bachelor. I was happy he made an appearance. I always liked to see him, but, like, I just didn't think he, you know, hung out in that crowd, but I guess they do. I guess, I guess the Jesus crowd is the Bachelor crowd, which I didn't really see coming, um, and then Tyler was the guy that she met up with next, and then Tyler met up with his, her dad, and her dad pretty much asked him some point, Blake, like, did you bang my daughter in the fantasy suite? I know the one guy did, and he was like, no, I didn't, <laughs> which is a smart move. You always say no. Like, and then, um... And then the third guy Jed, I heard, has a girlfriend. And I was like, all right, I can't watch this anymore. I put on Black Panther, and that was my bachelor experience during the Pirates season. Know,
1: unlike you, I'm gonna watch one all the way through if the Pirates are winless,
0: dude. But no, the true. thing is, Jed ended up winning. But then, oh, it's over. Yeah, Jed won, and because I picked like the finale, dude. I picked the finale to start watching. It was Game of Thrones all over again. Yeah, it was. Except I actually watched and enjoyed Game of Thrones. But Jed won, but then she found out he had a girlfriend, so she dumped her, or him, or he dumped her. I don't know how it happened. And then at the end, like, she just asked Tyler out, like, to get a drink. And I was, like, thinking, you know, this is all I saw on Twitter today. And, uh, I was thinking, you know, maybe if you just dated people normally, this wouldn't have happened. But, yeah. Shout out, Pete! Like, shout out, Sam shout Pete out, my boy, you, Pilot Pete, banging in windmills. That's a dream. I, I, I for one have never had sex in a windmill.
1: No. No. Can't say, other no. Okay.
0: Alex, Sean Green is an Atlanta Brave. Your thoughts? Cool. They're I mean, good. They're not beating the yeah. Dodgers, but they're good.
1: Yeah, and they got Melanson. I mean, the bullpen was a clear need, and. Here they go. They got Melanson and Sean yeah. Green, so it's not anymore.
0: I mean, they'll make the that NLCS. Was my, that
1: was my World Series at the beginning of the year, Yankees-Braves, and I feel pretty good about the Braves getting there now.
0: I think the Cardinals are the only team that can beat the Dodgers in the playoffs.
1: You're just going based on history. All the times where the Cardinals did beat the Dodgers yeah. in the
0: playoffs. No, I I, I do. So I think I think nice. this is every, every now and then you get that random-ass Cardinals team. It just gets hot. That Meastock wins
1: 85 came. games and then a World Series.
0: Yeah. They won, like, 83 games one year and won the World Series, didn't they? Yeah. The yeah. worst
1: team to ever win a championship. Yeah. Major League Baseball should be ashamed.
0: shame. Nah, dude, that was awesome, man. That was the year with David Freeze, right? 2011? No,
1: David Freeze was 20, 2012.
0: Or 2011. Yeah. 2011. Oh, that the 83-win team was... um 06. 0- 06, yeah.
1: That's whenever they
0: beat the Tigers. Mm-hmm. That Tigers team was loaded, too. All right. Marcus Stroman to the Mets. We don't really have time to get into this. I don't think we need to get into this. It's 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 a Trevor Bauer move. Like, what are we doing? It is,
1: no, it's even dumber than a Trevor Bauer move because the Reds, like I said, direction, good for 2020. Okay, whatever. If you really Godspeed if that's what you want to do. The Mets traded for Marcus Stroman so they could control the starting pitching market and then they didn't trade any of their starting pitchers. It is the...
0: No they didn't it make one terrible. move. They said we changed our mind. You know what? Like like it would be cool. Like like Thor, DeGrom, Strowman, Wheeler. I mean they're not gonna keep Wheeler.
1: Yeah, Wheeler's gone you know, Wheeler's gonna go to the Astros this offseason, and then he's gonna have
0: These Steven Matz is gonna do the same team. thing. Wait, isn't Matt a free three. agent too? Matt's? Yeah. I think Matt has
1: a year or two. Oh, um, but, I think he's younger than that. But yeah, it's ridiculous. All right. What a joke of an organization.
0: And they and, swept you know, just, the I, Pirates!
1: I, I, the people who feel bad about, who think Neil Huntington sucks, take solace in knowing that at absolute worst, he is the 28th best general manager in baseball. He's at least still so better than the Reds and the Mets.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I, I agree with that.
1: Bottom 10%, but hey, worst case scenario, but
0: 28. Castellanos That's to the Cubs. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't really know why I put him on team this team list. Team team if, be if we're being honest. Yeah. Uh, and then Ding uh, put Felipe to Pittsburgh. Uh, Felipe stays in Pittsburgh. We already talked about that. Bumgarner to San Francisco. Giants are going for know, it. Low key going for except it. Except they
1: aren't. Except they aren't because they traded, you know, Dyson, and they traded Melanson, and they traded uh, uh, Pomerantz. They traded from their bullpen. Their like, bullpen's the really deepest a-
0: part of the team, though. I know, and that's why you don't trade for a strength. But they, I mean, they kept Will Smith. They kept. They got a whole bunch of young guys. They kept Tony Watson, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they did keep Watson. I don't know. I don't think that. I know their chances were slim, but I think the 2020 Giants are going to be such a disaster for the first part of that decade that they kind of had to. Go for it. And I think that's a problem. I think Pirates are expecting the Giants to be a contender or, or buy at the deadline. I know they got Jeanette for cash considerations, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a logical place for Melky or Corey. And then I guess the Giants just never made an offer for anyone until Jeanette landed on their laps. Which, Scooter, Jeanette, for cash considerations, Pirates should have traded for him. If that's all it was,
0: just give you know, say, say we base, had him.
1: Rebuild your value and then at the end of the year, we'll sign you to a one-year contract.
0: They wouldn't do that. Uh, center guard stays. That's Mets being Mets, I guess.
1: Mets. Low Mets.
0: Dude, they were so good in 2015. And
1: then they won the wild card in 2016. Oh, then what happened? Like, that's not a bad team on paper. It's like Jeff McNeil's a really good hitter. Uh, Pete Alonzo? Pete Alonso's the rookie of the year. That rotation? Like, this is... This is
0: supposed to be a good team. Fordo's not bad. Yeah, like they got talent. What a disaster. It's like the, the, pi- are the Pirates are just small market Mets. I said it. The, the
1: Mets are the dumbest organization in sports.
0: Yeah. And for all sports, the money that they have.
1: It feels like in sports, but they're not even the dumbest team in New York. It's not fair to say. They might not even be the second dumbest team in New York.
0: No, it's, it's them and the Knicks are the two worst franchises in sports. It was the Browns for a while, but they're competent now. The Mets yeah, and Browns. the Knicks are Division. far and away the worst franchise in sports. Two franchises. There's always the Marlins. Oh, the Marlins just kind of gave up. I, I, here's a take. Here's a take. If Jose Fernandez didn't die, I think that everything would have went differently.
1: It would have absolutely would have. They would have won the wild card game, or they would have won a wild card spot that year.
0: Then they would have never got rid of some of the guys they got rid of. Yeah. Christian Yelich would still because be there.
1: The uh, year after he died, they still had, you know, that they had, they had a good team, Stank, D- Yelich, Ozuna in the outfield, rumuto catching D Gordon, who was a gold glove.
0: bower Bo- or whatever his name is. Bauer or um, Boer.
1: Boer. A uh, uh, Danny
0: Hechevarria, who's a gold-glover.
1: Um, like There was there was a lot of good players on that team. And Jeff Locke. Kind of, Jeff Locke. Godspeed. speed. All I've right, said that five times, it feels like. I'm Chad out. Qualls.
0: Um, <laughs> we're just naming <laughs> names now. All right. Chad
1: Qualls, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a baseball game, came out to pitch for the Marlins whenever they had those shocker orange jerseys. And, and, you know, Chad Qualls a big guy, and he stumbled, and someone screamed, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie,
0: for how- <laughs> Oh, that's not nice. That, and he has the, one of the best gifts of all time, where he's running off the mountain Whenever celebrating. Yeah, if he actually fell down? Yeah.
1: I guess that was a common occurrence for Chad. Qualls was
0: almost falling over. <laughs> Former pirate are you shocked uh I'm gonna name three teams which one are you shocked that they did nothing Dodgers Yankees Red Sox which one are you most shocked that they did nothing Dodgers I'm shocked I mean, the Yankees did nothing
1: I'm almost as shocked with the Yankees but the Dodgers I, I brought this up a couple times I brought it up in the article you can read it at the point of Pittsburgh today Dodgers in last year game on the line and Game one and two, go to the bullpen. First man out of the pen was Ryan Madsen. He blows it twice. They lose both games. They lose game four with a big lead late. They win that World Series if those three games go differently. If Felipe Vazquez is in a 2017, they blow the lead three times in game five. They lose an extra innings in game two. They're back-to-back World Series champs with Felipe Vazquez. I figure if they weren't going to get him, they would get Edwin Diaz or just another big uber bullpen arm or at least someone. Who'd they get? That Kid from Tampa Bay with a hundred career innings and with like a ERA and fit of four, who cares? He's not gonna do anything for them. He's not gonna win them a World Series.
0: Dude, I I just like I feel like this year's already been decided. It's gonna be Astros Dodgers. Astros are gonna win the game like their ass. It's gonna be a 2017 all over again. But like worse though. Like it's gonna be like six games.
1: Astros are going to win the World Series and they're going to go like 11 and 2 in the postseason. Like it's not even going to be fair.
0: The Yankees will give them the Yankees will give them both of their losses.
1: <laughs> They'll take it to an honest six games.
0: Yeah. All right, Alex. Final thoughts.
1: You know, osuna has got a pretty good right hook.
0: Osuna's good at everything, man. I, I told you that was one of my last pirate hot takes on the press box. I said that to you and Allen. I said soon good. I like him as a player. And you both are like he did, I, Nope.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take the L on that one.
0: He's good, man. I this is like
1: this was whenever this is before he became, you know, this pitch hitting extraordinaire. No. You know, he'd just been up for a bit. I'm giving you credit here. Like this is before, you know, he had all those pitch hit home runs and doubles. You just saw a couple swings. It's like, you know, Osuna, he, he can do something for him. Like, no, nah, he's a replacement level player. And now here he is. He's good. Yeah.
0: He's kind of good. All right. He's <sighs> good. You know, Alex, How my, about you? my final thought is that I'm hungry. And I'm in Ohio. And I wish I was in Pittsburgh. Because when I'm hungry and I'm in Pittsburgh, I go to Slice on Broadway. With locations in Carnegie Beachview and in the, <laughs> the East End, and of course, our favorite at PNC Park, Slice on Broadway has it all. From their perfect pizza, spectacular salads, or super delicious subs, everything they make is handmade and the best money can buy. They won't be able to sleep, or they wouldn't be able to sleep if it wasn't. Be sure to check them out and tell them the guys from the River Blast podcast sent you. How's that, that was for real? You know what? No, but final thoughts for real. Um, Roll Tribe. Just bought an Omar Viscal jersey. Uh for thirteen dollars on eBay. Ooh. Yeah. It's kinda cool. Ooh. Um i still I'm still gonna watch the Pirates every night, but I won't have to watch them in October. I'll watch the Indians for one game. And <laughs> <they'll-> <laughs> And then I'll go through my my carousel of MLB hats as I do every postseason. I'll wear the uh, I got an Astros one. That one normally lasts me a while, so I'll stick with that one. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Twitter at RiverBlastRadio at AlexJStump at Noah underscore ninety five. Follow me and unfollow Alex because he's quickly catching up to me on the total I... total follower follower count, like dangerously I... close.
1: You know, I've never had more followers than my podcast host.
0: Yeah, you're going to pass me. I lost, like, ten when I left the Pirates, so... Oh,
1: you just take to see it.
0: Fake-ass fans. Um, <laughs> like, rate, subscribe, review, share. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Hopefully we're better than the Pirates. Hopefully we're able to make you at least laugh, or laugh at us, at the very least, during these, these troubling times, to make another... Make another Always Sunny reference as we close out. Can I offer you an egg during these <laughs> trying times, Frank Reynolds? How do
1: how do three adult men not have zero point zero war between them? Mm. Uh, the, the team is in shambles.
0: Okay, all right. We'll see you next time. Let's go, Bucks.